Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. Today, I think we should talk about this whole couples in business thing. Yeah, we get that question a lot. We get that question a lot. Yeah. And I think a lot of people look at it from the outside. Mm. And um, I think they're not getting the whole picture by looking at it from the outside. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think on the outside, sometimes when they're looking in, they're like, you know what? Oh, my gosh. If I could just be a couple in business, you have a business, I have a business, everything would be peachy clean. What do you think about that? Well, you know, most of the women that I work with, they want to be a part of a power couple. They want to build an empire together. And they often don't know what really goes into that, right? The behind the scenes. So I think we should pull back the curtain of what that really looks like. So pull back the scenes. So here's something that I remembered specifically. I was at an event and there's a guy that was waiting off at the corner. And when I was done speaking, he came up to me. And he was sort of looking a little bit sad and somber. And I was like, what's going on? And he said, man, you got something special. I was like, what? He was like, man, every time I see you and your wife on social media, I see you out. Your wife is always there. She's supporting you. She's making things happen. I see you supporting her at her events. I see her supporting you at your events. And he was like, I just wish I had that in my marriage. And you could really, really tell that he was in a super comparison mode. But as he was saying that, it made me realize that, like, relationships are all going to look very different. And so I asked him, well, what are you doing? He, so he's an entrepreneur. He also was launching a speaking and coaching business. And I asked him the question. I said, well, when you're out doing your stuff, where's your wife? And he's like, well, she's normally dealing with the kids, taking care of the house. And I said, well... If she wasn't doing that, would you be able to be doing what you're doing now? Right. And he's like, nah. What's that thing y'all be saying? That part. Right. <laughs> so like support is going to show up differently yeah. in different relationships. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on that? I love it. Right. So I remember specifically an event I had and I was speaking on the stage and you became my table person. Right. <laughs> and you were selling my stuff better than I was selling my stuff. And I've done that for you. Right. And so for us, I think it's also a humbling that has to happen where we both don't need the limelight all the time mm. and being able to concede and say, we are secure in who we are to each other. Mm. And when we're out and about, we let each other shine, you know? So if this is your time, I, I shine a light on, eh, yeah. right? That's it. And being able to to put any pride or any ego aside and step back and say, well, what does my husband need or what does my wife need in this time that I could support them? Because at the end of the day, when we home, we kicking it. Yeah. You know, but you brought up a good point, right? Because I think it is easy when you have two ambitious people come together Mm -hmm. and they actually are growing their businesses to forget the fact that they are a team Mm -hmm. and that they're a couple and Mm -hmm. to make sure that they understand the importance of turning to each other as opposed to turning on each other, how critical and how important that is, the dynamics of that. And I think that one of the things that where some people sort of fall short And I think that we've done well 
is I think the way that you sort of offset getting into like that competition mode and the power struggle mode is through service. Hmm. Because I really think about early on in both of our businesses, we served one another. Yeah. You would have a function. I would be there essentially like carrying your bags, taking pictures in the audience, selling your products, running to the car to get more products and more service. And then like a day later, a week later, I would have an event yeah. and you'd be doing the same thing. And I think even more than just the idea of like, hey, we're supporting one another. It was what that did for us mm-hmm. with making sure that we uh, we stayed like humble in the process yeah. and make sure we kept the dynamics where they needed to be. But then we also look out for each other because I feel like I just did that for you last week, right? So we are almost a decade in. No, we're over a decade in, right? So I was up in my heels in my sequin dress, walking back and forth behind the scenes with 300 in the audience to make sure I captured all of the angles, right? So I'm that Instagram meme. I'll be on the floor in my sequins and my heels to make sure I get the shot for you because at the end of the day, we also realize that we can rely on each other, right? So if every, even if you have a videographer, a photographer, I'm still going to make sure to get the shot just in case because we've just been through so much right so it's also the history of what we've been through of not being able to essentially rely on each other that we come to rely on us but what do we say right now to that person like well that's good for you coach Cavs and but you don't know my spouse my spouse don't want me to win my spouse is a hater i've heard i've heard all of that my spouse is a hater my spouse doesn't want me to win um you know I'm into personal development. My spouse does not want personal development. I signed up for the coaching program. My spouse doesn't want me to sign up for the coaching program. Mm -hmm. What do you say? I've seen you deliver whole talks on that. So like for real, for real, what do we say to that person knowing that it's probably not going to change overnight? But like, what are some things that we could share with that person to be like, you don't understand my spouse? So the first thing is you have to enroll them in the vision, right? How do you include them? in the vision. Don't say, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do. You take care of these kids. I'll be back. It's all about me. No, 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 no. When I do this as a family, we can do this. When I do that as a family with you and I, we can do this. I'm doing this because I care for you and I want us to be able to afford these luxuries in life, but then actually make those things happen. The problem is, (laughs) is when we work and work and work for the family, And then we hit the goal and then we roll right through it. Right. And then the things that we promised don't happen. So then nobody trusts you. Right. So you still have to follow through on this vision that you've enrolled the family in, whether it's your spouse or your kids or your loved ones. Like, where does that happen where you take them on the family vacation? We've been able to do that. Right. Where we're able to go on the trips with our daughter, where we're able to do the date nights and the fun stuff. Right. We're not always the best when it comes to celebrating. But, you know, we, we, we do those self checks every now and then that say, OK, well, why are we doing this again? Like we're not doing this to work ourselves to the bone till we pass out. We really want to enjoy the life that we're working to create, the impact and the life. So, you know, you're saying that and I could already tell that that doesn't show up in our relationships because we have been out with couples. All relationships, not in our scene. (laughs) Like we have been out with couples Mm -hmm. and we 
would say them make a statement that applies to them yeah. and then pretty much say, well, I don't know about her. Right. I, I don't know what she doing or I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. And and you could tell that there's a divided vision. Ooh, talking about divided vision. You, you could tell there's a divided that- vision. And so it's going to be hard to enroll somebody if your visions are completely divided. So that's good. But Wait. like I struck a nerve. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that time when we went to that all inclusive and we had to sit through one of those timeshare presentations? Yes. Yeah. And we made a pact that we were going to come in, say no and leave because we just wanted the free thing. This is back when we were like starting out dating. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I remember getting really enticed in this in this sales presentation. You started falling for the sales. Pitch. I did. They were talking about Tahiti. I always wanted share. to go to Tahiti, you know? You were like, ooh, maybe we should do this. Oh, we can go to Tahiti. No blackout dates. Right. And I'm kicking you under the I table like, girl, stick to the script. We said we are not signing up. And it came to a point where you said, I don't know about her, but the answer is no for me. I started crying. Yes, you did. I yes, was you like, did. What happened to the vision? Yes, I thought we was did. together. You did. You that did. was the one time in our relationship where I felt divided divided i was just like yeah i don't like this we came in with a plan what happened here and that was a very bad day for me yeah yeah Yeah. but you know what i think there was a lesson because me repeating it now Mm. makes me see how heavy and how sharp those words were right um and it also was some backlash happening because mm-hmm. we went in with a game plan. Right. And when you started asking more questions to the salesperson mm-hmm. over the whole timeshare, I felt betrayed, mm-hmm. right? Because we went in there saying, we're not buying this. Right. We went in there saying, we're going to go through this timeshare presentation yeah. so we could go to this other resort mm-hmm. and go enjoy it. Yeah. And now... I felt betrayed. So in the middle of the presentation, I betrayed you and basically was like, here's the line. No for me. I don't know about her, which then makes you feel isolated. And that ended up being, it took us a couple hours to rebound from that. That was rough. And that is so good that you thought of that because that was the classic thing of like, we had a shared vision. We did not maintain the shared vision. Mm -hmm. I felt abandoned, so then I abandoned you. Yeah. And then we had to use the next couple of hours on our vacation yeah. to recover from the energy of not only the presentation, but also the division that happened between us during that presentation. Exactly. Right? And that's why right. I definitely do have the rule of none of that on vacation. Yeah, none of that. Right. We right. always Fun now, is mandatory. We are you talking about going through a timeshare presentation? Well, well, you know, the timeshare presentation, but remember, I also have a rule about there's no bad vibes on vacation. vacation. Like, yeah, I paid for this, yeah, yeah. so there are no bad <laughs> vibes. So it was on top of that. It's like, why do I have bad vibes on my vacation? So that's yeah. the extra vision that I had on the side, right? Yeah. Like, you were just coming into that vision because we were dating, right? So yeah. you didn't know that that's a rule that I have. So then there's hidden rules that we have in and of ourselves that we don't Unspo- always... Unspoken expectations. Unspoken expectations. Which is when we have an opportunity to speak to other couples, mm-hmm. either couples that are struggling in their relationship, yeah. couples that are a little newer in their relationship, we find that one of the number one hidden things is unspoken, unspoken expectations. expectations. And even for us till this day, yeah. when there is a rift, a lot of times... Someone had an expectation and that expectation was not voiced, mm-hmm. not disclosed. Right. 
but we were holding the other person to that expectation and that creates issues every time. But that's the thing in many couples too, right? Like you thought you said it, it was in your mind. You didn't say those words. I had the conversation. How many times have we had conversations with ourselves and be like, I didn't tell you that. Like no. I could have, like, I'm not for sure no. that I told you that. You didn't right? tell me. So we just talked about now what the, the unspoken expectation. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you think is the other thing that for those couples who are trying to figure it out, like yeah. we want to be a pirate couple. We want to get this together. Coach Cass, Andy, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. She don't want me to win. He don't want me to win. My wife's a hater. My wife. So one you said was that you got to try to enroll them. It has to be a shared vision. Yes. Because obviously we learned that when you don't have a shared vision, there's an issue. What is the other thing to that person that we need to say that like, look, they don't want me to win. Matter of fact, okay, I'll throw that at you, but I think I got one also. Okay, so one of the things that's coming up for me is to find out what's important to them. We mm. don't spend enough time listening in to our spouse. Most of the time we're talking at instead of talking to. So how do you spend the time to say, you know what, babe, what do you desire? And when you get down to the heart of it, most of the time they just want more time with you. Yeah. They just want to connect. They want shared experiences. So then you use that and you weave that into the shared vision that you have to say, okay, well, let's create this life together. Here's your part. Here's my part. Here's where we take turns. Here's what we hire, right? Because a lot of this also, right? Is there still a household to be run? Yeah. And there's often unsaid, unspoken expectations of who's taking care of what. So is there some things that need to be outsourced in order for this to happen? Because most of the time, it falls on one person. But you said something that was really good, and that is what's important to the other person. Mm -hmm. So I even think about this. You know, I don't, you know, I don't, I rarely sit down and watch television <laughs> or watch sports and so forth. Yeah. And to be quite honest with you, another unspoken expectation, right, is the fact that in my brain, I'm like, I don't sit and play video games. I don't play sports. I don't play that. So when I do want to watch something, I'm like, I should get no riff because I'm not that dude. Mm -hmm. But unspoken sort of like or getting a better idea of what's important to the person, mm -hmm. you know that I care about FSU football. Right? <laughs> FSU football. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you're not really into football, I but don't. what has always been a big thing for me is the fact that when I have asked you in the past to watch a football game, and sometimes you complied, sometimes you didn't, but at times you did comply. You put on the, the shirt. reason why, and you put on the FSU the shirt, color. even though you graduated from FIU. Yes. The reason why that was huge because there was something that was meaningful for me beyond just FSU football. Mm. It's the fact that I was engaging in something that was important to me with someone that was important to me. Oh. You follow me? So it was like, it's not only am I watching the FSU game, yeah. but what the only thing that could be better than me enjoying an FSU game is me enjoying the FSU game with you, yeah. right? With my wife, right? With someone I enjoy their company. But if I don't voice that or don't communicate that or you're not clear what's important to me, mm -hmm. you would dismiss it to Jess. And this is what happens to couples all the time. Right. It's a football game and I don't watch football. So why do you want me to watch football? Right. Right. It can be vice versa. It can be something that, that you care about. And I'm like, well, I don't want to watch a matchmaker show. Mm. Right. Yeah. Why do I want? But it's something that's important to you. Yeah. And you just want to be able to share it with me. Mm. I think that's another 
huge important lesson that you brought up, which is how'd you say find out what's important to them? Yeah. I think that if 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 enough couples took the time to find out what was important and viewed the lens of some of the requests mm-hmm. through that lens, yeah. Oh, there'd be a lot less riff. Oh, that's really sweet. Right. So we covered two. Mm-hmm. Let's let's drop one more. You got let's it. Drop one more. You got the third um, one. So you know the third one. Oh my gosh, she came to me a little bit earlier, and the third one. I'm trying to figure out when they're like, oh, here's the thing. When they're like, but you don't understand. My husband doesn't want me to win, or you don't understand. My wife is a hater, mm-hmm. or my husband is a hater. First of all, I do not think that anyone's husband or wife is a hater. What I believe is that there is some unexpressed fear Uh, or concern. Yeah. Right. It's not just that they're hating on you. They don't want you to enroll into the coaching program. Mm -hmm. It's the fear of what is this coaching program going to cost? Are you going to get a return on this investment? Amen. Reflecting back on what about the other things you paid for that didn't necessarily work out? Mm-hmm. Can we afford this? Yes. Right. And I feel like when someone says, no, I don't want you doing it or they shut it down. It's really they're saying no, not to the person or to the opportunity. They're saying no, because they're operating from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. And it's the fear of if I allow this or say yes to this. This can cause stress in my life or this can cause an issue. Yeah. And I, I've literally had to stop in the middle of one of our training programs and break down for people that your husband or your wife is not a hater, right? <laughs> they don't hate you. Yeah. They, it's not that they don't want you to win. They're fearful. Yeah. You're seeing this opportunity and all that comes with it. Mm-hmm. They do not. And that's why... People who are great at sales, like even back to that timeshare example, they always want to make sure the husband and spouse are there because they want both people to see the opportunity so that they can make an informed decision. Because if you don't, the average person is just going to say, how much is it? Right. And shut it down. down. Shut it down. Yeah. So what do you say to that person who now understands this? Okay, it might be some fear. So how do they reposition it or... How do they massage it, right, to be able to put it on the platter so it doesn't seem so much like a threat, but that it actually seems like a a possibility? So in order for it to seem like a possibility, I think a part of it is that you invite the spouse in to look at the opportunity Mm -hmm. together. So do you rewatch the conference? Do you rewatch the presentation? Do you meet with the person putting on the program to have them explain it, right? Because when you're not there, like... For the Real Love Network, right? I have an amazing community. One lady said, well, I'm going to dinner with my girlfriend, so I'm going to talk about it with her, and then I'll call you back. I was like, your girlfriend going to say, don't join, right? Like, it's real simple, right? Like, you can't have somebody outside the room dictate what you're going to do. But I understand when it's your spouse that you're tethered to, right? Your spouse that you're tethered to. So when it's your spouse, you want to say, baby, I value what you think, but I also want to share with you what I've learned and what the possibilities, going back to that, enrolling them the shared vision of what we can do together. So here are some milestones we could set up and how we can keep each other accountable and support each other for this to be something that we do together, right? That's good. 
one of the things that I would also add is attaching it to you. So here's the thing. If you just shared something with me, it's one thing. It's another thing when you remind me, hey, babe, do you love me? Do you believe in me? Do you believe in my vision? If you do, I know that this is something. But you said they were a hater. No, no, but listen to what I'm saying. (laughs) If a person feels like their spouse is a hater, but if you could redirect their focus off of the opportunity and back to the spouse that we know they love, right? And get them to remember like, do you love me? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in my vision? Yes. If you do, I'm saying to you that even though you may not clearly see this, I'm telling you as your spouse that you love Mm -hmm. that I need this and I need your support in this. Mm -hmm. Because then you're taking their focus off of the opportunity and putting it back on the thing that you know they love. They may not love the opportunity, but they love you. And I think that's another way that you can go ahead and sort of present it. Yeah, but I definitely, you know, as as somebody, if you've been a husband that's been spending all my money and doing all these things that ain't working out, I'm still going to need some parameters so on this That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I love you. You got to produce. Right. You got to put in the work. Exactly. But uh, quit it. You know, I love this and I hope it created some value for some people who are tuning in. So I got to say this. Like, if you are one of those individuals, you are working on like strengthening your relationship and you're feeling like there's a power dynamic, you can be a power couple, but you got to put in the work. Great job, Coach Cass. <laughs> I love you. I love it. I love you too.